Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. So yes, this is the, the movie review podcast with a twist because those of you who listen uh, to us on a regular basis will know that we only are interested in the turkeys out there. <laughs> None of this uh, new release uh, Marvel movie mashup stuff. Oh, five stars for us. No. Ten of them. <laughs> no, we want like five... Definitely five or below in the IMDb scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm telling you, we've crept up. Yeah, we are getting higher scores. So the idea of the podcast is, for new listeners, is that we delve deep into cinema and film and find the critically panned movies out there and we try to bring them out of the gutter, (laughs) the critical gutter, and praise them. But so far... So far. We've only found a few good things to say about the films that we've done. So today's film is Pompeii. Here's the trailer. It was the jewel of our empire. People of Pompeii! Let the gates begin! of corruption. Kill them. Temptation. That slave looks at you as if he's in a dream, Cassia. And a battle. What is your name? My name is Milo. For survival. Tomorrow we fight. Slaves that live earn their freedom. From all corners of the Roman world, people would gather here. What is this? It is the mountain. But for all our strength. Can you feel that? We lived in the shadow of a greater power. Yes, interesting film. When was it made? It was made, Chris, in 2014. Released on the 21st of February. So I'm not being funny, but you can tell a lot by a film by its release date slot. February being a quiet month. Yeah, basically Valentine's week. So plot synopsis, a brief plot synopsis. And this is, it's a difficult one because essentially before I do the plot synopsis, I mentioned that Pompeii wasn't an actual thing that happened wasn't it the the eruption the, the, the yeah but the 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 story that this film i don't think that happened it doesn't happen well they play well basically it's all very much poetic license but listen a slave turned gladiator finds himself in a race against time to save his true love who has been betrothed to a corrupt roman senator as mount vesuvius erupts uh-huh. Erupts. He must fight to save his beloved as Pompeii crumbles around him. Yeah, That's sums it. it up, doesn't it? Yeah, fucking great big volcano that blows up, and then a lot of people running around screaming. Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> what are we doing next week, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 2014, it was kind of like um, a Kit Harrington vehicle, would you say? Because he was kind of big. Yeah, well, he started his move up was in Game of Thrones, didn't he? So, but I guess yeah. in, uh, when I was watching this, is because um, you get these films that are launched after people become famous, don't you? So yeah. it's like, oh, quick, we had that film which we did with Kit Townsend, Never Saw the Light of Day. Um, but yeah, now this one I think is actually during his 
is 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 beginning ascent. I mean, I'm obviously Game of Thrones is huge. Yeah, he did a couple of other films. I think around the same time, he he hasn't done much for a while, but he did Spooks, like the TV, yeah, to TV stuff, this TV British TV drama that went to a big screen and he did a couple of other things or something else but yeah he, he's kind of been dropped I think a little bit hasn't he it feels like he has he's oh, not done anything similar yeah, he's been busy though hasn't he I guess he's been fighting fucking his aunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah cast wise this has got a pretty good cast actually so it's interesting you say that because I was talking about this to someone at work and I went the thing is it's got quite a good cast yeah and I went like but has it because it's all people like on the wane apart from maybe Kit Harrington who's on the who's on, on the ups yeah um, but then you know is he just a lucky fucker like um, Ed Sheeran like a, yeah. a lucky busker I mean is he just handsome I mean, have, have you seen acting chops from this boy well we'll get on to that in a second that there is there are some issues with but, him I think okay, in this okay, film so obviously you mentioned Kit Harrington Carrie-Anne Moss of um, Matrix fame I guess more than anything else Memento Memento brilliant in that Emily Browning started off brightly in a career um, series Unfortunate Events uh, Sucker Punch, Punch. Uh, which is one wonderful music she, video. She did um, the craze as well, didn't she? She played. Uh, yes, that was. She was quite good in that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Adewale, I can. Oh Jesus Christ on a bike. The guy from Lost. Adewale, Adewale, I can you Yeah, yeah. Uh, Croc from Suicide Squad. Yes, that's right. That's even better. Uh, Jessica Lucas we, we both were like who the f- oh, I recognise her for somewhere and she um, is in the remake of Evil Dead and more famously Cloverfield Cloverfield Jared Harris um, again you'll recognise from films oh, from films he played uh, Moriarty in one of the uh, Game of Shadows yeah and, and and this is a, is an and it's an and on the credits and it's an and in real life and Keith Sutherland yeah which okay. you go oh cool so like when you look at it you go oh actually not a bad cast, not a bad, like a good-looking cast, and so yeah. Like, there's there's talent on screen of, of 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 sorts. Yeah, but it's kind of Hollyoaks talent, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of, it's kind of yeah. As you say, Carrie Moss is 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 big, but she's not prevalent, I guess, in Hollywood at the moment or in terms of casting. Emily Browning, as you say, had a day. A lot. I mean, the two best actors in it are Jared Harris and Carrie Moss, and they're in it for about three minutes. Well, Carrie Ann Moss plays Aurelia. Who pl- she's very underused in this, and I think a lot of her scenes criminally, were we, we, criminally underused. And she was a lot of her scenes are apparently cut. But director-wise, this was directed by Paul Anderson. And we were thinking Do about you have to say the WS part because, like, um, no one goes around going, "Who's that guy over there? Who's the dashing bald fat fucker?" Okay, <laughs> that is. Matthew S. Jackson. No, they don't. But they do go Paul W.S. Anderson. Because it's very contrived, isn't it? It's all a bit smug and wanky, isn't it? Wanky smug. Paul Wanky Smug Anderson, is that what it stands for? <laughs> He's done some other good flicks. Oh, I can you there with the good. Okay. He's done some films. <laughs> I mean, look at his catalogue there. Hey, look at it. Look what he's done. <laughs> Resident Evil being probably the biggest franchise he's got his teeth into. He's married to uh, the main... Mila Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Um, Three Musketeers, Death Race, Alien vs. Predator, which was... Oh, um, Event Horizon. So this yeah. is what we, we mentioned. Um, but look, look, see, as Paul Anderson. So back then he didn't use his wanky initials and made a good film. Coincidence? Maybe. 
coincidence. <laughs> He's been fucked over by the WS. He does computer game stuff. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Death Race is basically a computer game in the making. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. So he's Resident um, Evil. he's kind of like a cheap. Is he like a cheap go-to man if there's an idea on the table? Do you think? <sighs> is it mean to say mean things about him? He obviously has a certain amount of craft for him. He's got a, a taste for the action films, but he's a bit. Uh, a bit derivative yeah yeah a little bit oh someone's done this I'll do this kind of thing yeah 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 but um, yeah I mean he doesn't you wouldn't go the, the directing is the worst thing about this film that's a faux show this film doesn't really get off the ground for me I mean ultimately it's a lot of fluff and uh, poetic license as I mentioned earlier to get to you know, ultimately what happens at the end, which is the volcano erupting. And um, we know from, like, the stills and, you know, some of the imagery that's used around, like, the Pompeii incident, with all the, the, the ashened bodies, you know, the outlines of it. Um, they, they do it very much like a, a Marvel-esque opening, don't they? Where yeah. Where it's just slowly, there's a camera slowly creeping over, like, a, a rocky terrain, which turns out to be... The bodies. A body of someone. And no doubt it was a horrendous incident. I mean, lots of people I died. Um, I don't get why they just walk away. They didn't have time. They were... Well, it's a different time, isn't it? They didn't know what was going on. I mean, mm. they had no, like, seismic... The gods want us to die. Yeah. And so I think it was by the time they realised something was going down, it was too late, and they weren't obviously didn't have the infrastructure to get out. There wasn't anyone saying evacuate. It wasn't like a siren going. But anyway, I mean, ultimately, this story revolves around Kit Harrington and abs. Yeah. So... <laughs> all right, so you gave us a pop synopsis. So in terms of actually how the plot sort of... Um, ekes its way onto screen so surprisingly we start our, our journey in this film in Britannia which is uh, Britain and we have um, uh, one of those horribly signposted starting perceptions don't we so we have uh, a young boy waking up to um, a Roman pillage of his, his village <laughs> pillage of the village Keith Sutherland turns out he's a prick who knew uh, knifes his mum knifes his dad leaves his mum and dad hanging out. he pretends he's dead then time passes <laughs> yeah and he's a gladiator yeah but he gets picked up doesn't he along the way somehow it's very the, oh, the important is that his tribe but they were the Celt horse tribe that's right this is very important because it's very important yes they're well known horsey people and, they love horse, they and this is a base... you, know, you don't see any at the start no but why that's important is because Kit Harrison then is way into the film or is way into uh, the affections of Emily Browning's character is the yeah. fact that he's good with horses. Uh, he's a whisperer of horses, I would say. He a horse uh, whisperer. Because <laughs> um, in two scenes, or well, the main scene, that his introduction to Emily Browning, his, his p- potential love, is when he, he stops or kills a dying horse. Yeah. <laughs> So she's, we're introduced, they introduced to each other. Well, basically, he's in a cage. Uh, or no, he's on a, he's no, on, no, a, they're on a little walk down the road. Walk down the road. So all the gladiators are being taken from one place to the so other. So, yeah, so in the, in the opening thing, he's, he proves his, like, he comes out, he's a badass. He shows his abs. And he kills three people. Three people? Four people. Yeah, he basically. Utter disdain. Like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, boring yeah. me. Knife, smack, 
bollock wag <laughs> chop his fucking nuts off um, and then there's a, a really weird um, obviously weird, um, side vengeance story because one of the people who killed his brother is there watching it and um, but yeah they said so oh, oh and the thing is <laughs> and oh so cutting across all of this first third two thirds bullshit it's just a remake of Gladiator yeah is yeah. what they do. even the music there's loads of it's yeah. like watching Cirque du Soleil and Gladiator yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got that music if you've seen Cirque du Soleil or you've seen Gladiator you know the music I'm talking about and but the, for beat for beat it is identical I mean he obviously doesn't he's not a Roman general but he's a, he's a Celtic horse lord. a horse man um, but then he, he gets sold into slavery and then from that point on it's just gladiator up until the point of a, a volcano decides to he's had enough <laughs> and he's going to kill it, kill everybody Kit um, kills a horse at the very beginning that's been it gets basically uh, hurt it's pulling the carriage that Emily Browning's character's in I don't know if I trust Kit Harrington as a vet well he goes basically I'm good with horses so she lets they let him go to, to, to tend to the horse and his way of is the horse is in pain you ignorant pig <laughs> and then and then he goes up to the horse Emily Browning's with him and then he goes touch it here and then he just then proceeds to break its neck to snap its I don't know if you could do that no I mean I'm not going to try it but he snaps it like a little twig he just goes yeah, like a little kind of masseuse move. <laughs> yeah, which is, there's loads of people stood around. And also, from my recollection, the cart's going along. Yeah. The wheel gets stuck. The hawk goes, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then it's probably led there a bit winded, going, give me a minute, I'll be <laughs> yeah. all right. The horse doesn't look, maybe it broke its leg, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, the horse didn't really didn't have, have a chance. He does another horse whispery moment a bit later on when some, there's, there's a, a lot of horse love in this. He yeah. goes into a stable, calms a horse down in a very wanky fashion. Yeah, in, a, in his very, in a very John Snow fashion. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, come hey, here, love. Come, come here, come, come on now. We've, easy. All, we've all had a drink. <laughs> easy, love. Easy, he's down. He's down. Oh, he's down. Boy, we've had a bad day. We could all feel the volcano go in. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then Emily Browning comes in and he goes, Look at me, I'm on the horse. He's all right now. <laughs> Do you want to come with me? Let's get out of this shit. Oh, if all things happen. <laughs> it's the worst thought out escape plan ever. Is that he's just he's like, Go on, get on horse with me. And, um, and then they piss off half at the. They, they go about 200 yards. He goes, Get off horse. It's like, But why? I'm, I'm strangely and madly in love with you. He's like, Oh, no, we can't possibly get away. It's like, You're on a horse. They could keep going. Yeah, what are they going to do? Fair try. Try. You could just fucking shave. And they give up, they give up, don't they? They give up really easily. How did you do that? I asked him. My people were horsemen. Wow, My family were butchered by the Romans. I'm so sorry. Sorry? What would a Roman know of such things? I am not a Roman. I am a citizen of Pompeii. And why do I see Rome's eagle everywhere I turn? I am no part of that. My father believes that he can bargain with those animals. My father? He would have killed every last one of them. You up there, they'll punish you. 
We need to talk about Kiefer Sutherland because he's quite oh. he's quite uh, important. Because Can uh, we talk very specifically about Kiefer Sutherland's accent. Well, yes, he's <laughs> he's doing an accent. He's doing one, isn't he, Chris? What did you write down where you might think he might be from? Because I've put, I put what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a slight southern twang to it. I know is he from like deep south? I, I think they said, mate, you can't just pitch up here and be American. You've got to go for either an English accent to yeah. everyone else yeah. or slightly Roman. Yeah. And he's done this fucking weird voice. But he's, he's kind of <laughs> like he's kind of like you doing your Ian McKellen impression. Where he doesn't right. ever really close it. He's like, I'm not saying that. He's um, thou art without uh, honour, thou bastard. And he's like, I don't understand. And it was it was so bad, it was distracting. I don't think I've ever seen or, or heard Keith Sutherland doing a another accent apart from his own in anything no. he's been in so he's not like a voice actor he can't turn no, his he can hand do a Sean Connery he's like you've got a distinct he's got, voice he's got one voice and which is kind of like that big general sound big American sound oh. isn't it and that's what comes out of his mouth so to see him <clears throat> cast in this film is bizarre I reckon they probably wanted Russell Crowe <laughs> but couldn't afford him well, no, he would have, I don't think he'd have done this if I'm, if I'm honest. No, but um, Kiefer Sutherland and his sort of general bot mate, who's played by like Curry Graham, is another chap. They don't age because Kit Harrington's yes, Kit Harrington is a down. child, and then grows up to be a man, a man. Whilst the two other characters who we saw kill and pillage his village, yeah. Uh, are the same they, they, look, they, they fell in ice at all and then they thawed them out for a week before this I think yeah. I wrote down on my notes here what's with the ageing thing it's like they've taken some elixir that's available yeah. to the Romans only apparently those 14 years old hold on it must have been more than that yeah I mean he's a young he's in his mid to, mid 20s at least well, that's what he's pitched yeah. at surely yeah. but that, that, that that's jarring because it doesn't make sense but Kiefer Sutherland who's this who's the emperor I don't know, call him whatever is this, yeah the senator general he, thingy he's basically Forcing Emily Browning's character so that he can have his the daughter's hand in marriage, yeah. isn't it? So he wants to marry her. And his this guy Jared Harris and and Carrie Ann Moss are basically they're builders. <laughs> what are they? They're architects. They live in a big old house. Mm. Oh, there you go. They're architects, and they're one well, they're, of. I think they're sort of like they run Pompeii. They're Pompeii. <laughs> one of the best lines I've written it down, so I must say it. One of the best lines that Jared Harris says he comes back from a trip doesn't Emily Browning's character I don't know what she called what's her name Cassia beg your pardon she comes home from a trip or something after being away oh yeah and he goes to pick up her luggage and he goes Juno's tit <laughs> I had to pause it rewind it and I didn't about, hear that so that I could because he's basically I, I wrote down a line um, I remember you Celt uh, was um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's like the slave runner that brought Kit Harrington to Pompeii for fighting purposes for the gladiator fights. And we've been on they must have been on the road for months. And then they're in the, in the house and he does something to piss him off. And he goes, I remember you, Kelp, for this. And it's like, you've been you must have been together for six months, so the chances of forgetting each other it's gonna be really fucking remote. Do you remember Spartacus? I, I actually really, really liked Yes, Spartacus. I enjoyed that. And it has got a bit of the Spartacus about it because... But not um, enough. Not enough of the uh, right bit of Spartacus. Adderwell, Adderwell's character 
who's his, like his sparring partner and fighting yep. partner. They, they they're enemies, but then they become close friends and allies as they they, they help that. each other escape. They do that predator handshake. <laughs> like wrist Something. to wrist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I always do that to my friends and family. Um, <laughs> see your brother. Good squeeze. Um, it, the, yes, it's very similar. It's kind of traits in that kind of yeah. underlining they were enemies now they're buddies supporting each other to get out to escape he does an honorable thing and protects children you know saves a young uh, mother and child he from does, yeah. from uh, whatever a big boulder coming down and uh, sacrifices himself tidal wave tidal wave of uh, ashen no just a tidal wave oh it's a tidal wave <laughs> is it there is a tsunami yes yeah. there is a tsunami they just, they just squeezed one in there yeah um, yeah the thing about Spark as was is that um, it was massively titillating in a sense like you said there was copious amounts of nudity and huge violence but once you got over that weirdly you had to get over it yeah <laughs> there was actually a really decent story there and some really decent performances and it's an absolute tragedy that the main guy died Andy Whitfield yes yes he had cancer and died didn't he very sad and then he, he was recast also. it never really it didn't no it didn't it catch didn't... the same because he, he was actually very good in that this is one of um, what's his name's first roles I saw him in as well Jai Courtney it was very good and as I say this is kind of it was more than a, a sort of some of its parts which is the opposite of what this was here uh, Peter Mensah in that as well plays the um, Adderwide kind of yeah, role yeah. in that quite a lot but yeah no it's a good series it's a shame we digress. watching that instead tonight <laughs> <laughs> I saw the man who killed my whole family Perhaps the gods spared me for a reason. The Romans took my family from me 20 years ago. At night I try and remember their faces, but I cannot. But I know one day the gods will bring me to them again. My name is Milo. Articas. If I start saying this, then the, the people that have seen Gladiator will go, oh, was it Gladiator? Oh, it was Gladiator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Keith Sullivan's character r- realises that there's a, a love interest between um, Emily Browning and Kit Harrington mm. um, during a whipping scene, uh, which he gets whipped, 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 and at the end he's got like two miles on his back. <laughs> yeah, he weird. doesn't say a word either, does he? Because <laughs> he's rock hard. He's hard as that. Oh, that bloody hurts. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so and then so what he does is he he goes he tries he tries to kill him and then they set up like these uh, gladiator fights and uh, Adwell's uh, character's got that thing where if he wins his last fight he's going to get his freedom and then they do the, the the scene from Gladiator where they have the slaves versus the thing in a sort of recreation of the war. That's right. Yeah. That's there. They're on chariots and like um, using Russell's Crowe's uh, general know-how. Like by general, I mean don't mean general. No, I mean like from general, general, general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they they defeat, and it, the same thing happens here. Yeah, like exactly yeah. the same, in almost the same way. They got spears and shit. And, yeah, they, yeah, they they win a fight they weren't supposed to. It's supposed to yeah. be a good, but it doesn't matter because ultimately, you know, what happens causes loads of problems when the when the volcano erupts. Basically, yeah, volcano. So the, everything, the storyline, the plot is kind of saved by a massive load of special effects um, but um, I wanted to just before we reach the kind of uh, before we'll we talk, introduce the volcano because he's one because of the, the main characters is, is, he's teased um, isn't he? he's a, are we going to mention Kit Harrington's 
acting ability and whether we I mean we spoke about it maybe earlier on but he's he basically has very little dialogue in this he's just, he is literally here for his washboard stomach is he just here for the for the is this basically here for the for the ladies it's just it's something for the ladies isn't yeah. it Bring because it valentine's day good good uh, date flick because you can take your girlfriend along because she wants to see kitten Hamilton half naked and then you get to watch volcanoes <sighs> volcano and some, some brotherhoody kind of bromance yeah but i was very disappointed I don't know. I mean, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and I never. I think yeah, but John's, Game of Thrones is good despite Kit Harington, not yeah, well, he's, because of Kit Harington. No, exactly. I mean, he's good. He's he's given decent stuff to say and do in it. I guess. I mean, he's very. Well, he plays a naive idiot. Yeah, and in this film, he just plays just Kit. It's Kit Harington yeah. just doing, saying his lines the best he can. I don't, as I say, we mentioned earlier. I don't think anyone comes out of this with any particularly sort of. Uh, any- uh, Emily Browning, I think, is poor in this as well she's really hammy but yeah no, no one's good in this no one carrie Ann Moss and Gerard is good but even then they kind of wank it up at the end no Gerard is not good in it he's not he's good not in good. it he's, he's got very bad corny lines and he says them all very badly he delivers everything badly and carrie Ann Moss doesn't do a good There's, turn um, I, my, my favourite scene is this my favourite scene in the film probably my favourite scene in the whole film is uh, when the volcano starts going uh, like a big log a big log falls on the uh, VIP area yeah, where yeah. they're all there so it knocks Keir Sutherland out and everyone else is Karen Moss is stuck under a pot yes a pot and Gerard's uh, kind of knocking about and like he walks over he's like oh oh you're right love I'll get you out of here and she's like He's like, sorry. <laughs> He's like, kill him, <laughs> kill him. And he's like pointing at Keeper Sutherland, and yes. but really loudly shouting, yeah, kill yeah, him. Yeah. And like, he's like, oh, 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 yes, love, I will. Oh, let me just, uh, let me just get a sword. <laughs> well, he grabs a little knife, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, right. Oh, what do you want me to do again? <laughs> kill him, kill him. But I think she's. And he wakes up, and he's like, oh no. And it, it, it doesn't go oh, well for the other. But Keeper Sutherland, yeah, I would have done the same. And well, they had a perfect opportunity whilst he was knocked out to just put an end to him in his ways but do we not think there's bigger issues afoot well because he was a bit, a bit of an asshole to them wasn't yeah, he the thing just exploded well, she was trapped and he was mortally wounded yeah so they could have they should have just been, well I think just to kill him just to be on the safe side wouldn't, wouldn't have gone amiss better safe than sorry Kiefer Sutherland was an asshole in this yeah. um, but Kitty Harrington gets gets to fight him in a nice showy showy offy way in the middle of this whole big massive event yeah so, so uh, I mean obviously we're at the volcano eruption thing so at the end of the weird so this is at the point where it diverges from Gladiator because um, Mount Vesuvius finally erupts we've had a few rumblings we had a bit of a you know a bit of a wall here and there and everywhere but yeah Mount Vesuvius finally erupts comes to his happy ending um not bad CGI well yes I would say that the thing that, that really does maybe the best actor in this is the volcano. Is the volcano in it and the stuff. I don't think this budget of this film would have been that much. It might be worth having a quick look at that. Budget was $80 million. So what's that? Is that? That's a lot. That's a lot. So I think that went into the special effects. 
because they're pretty decent horses are horses are good yeah i think horses are fine actors actually now what happens after once it starts to um to erupt you get the storyline of basically uh, you know the 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 rich people trying to leave um you get (laughs) you've got um you're trying to get onto boats and things and then you've got um you know the the storyline that's still continuing which is kit harrington and, and emily Browning's characters, you know, trying to leave together to to save well, each the, other. A, a favorite part of the film was the the slave trader, the the gladiator runner. I don't know what it'd be a, a rich, fat, pompous prick. So, very typical Roman fellow that you see in every single Roman film. He's always he's always led down eating grapes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's debauched in every possible yeah, way yeah, just yeah. by looking at him. So he notices the cracks in the stadium, and he's like, "They weren't there before." And like the, the rumblings of the volcano. Which he's only know, switched on person. Whole film. The only one is like, Mate, saying, right. this whole place is fucked. <laughs> I'm off. But then, how does he choose to escape? Does he jump on a horse? No. In a carriage? No. No. What does he do, Chris? How does he choose to escape well, like, from the town? Like all Roman debauched people, he, he goes on a, one of those little beds carried by four muscly naked men. <laughs> Just shouting, <laughs> hurry up! <laughs> and then said, excuse me, hey, excuse me, coming through. Oh God, I'm in a hurry. This whole place is going to blow up. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still led. He's still laid down eating grapes being carried along. I mean, yeah. absolutely. And then no wonder he's late for the bloody boat. Well, even when he gets on the boat, it gets collapsed, doesn't it? Yeah, so he, he, he comes a cropper in the end. He's not done well. I don't there. think that's. A, I don't think it was a good idea. I think it would have been a good idea to, to at least have you know, a baddie escape. Not a baddie, just, but... Just get on horse. Yeah, but he, you know, the fact that he got to the boat and then you know managed to leave... There were people that did escape Pompeii, and he, he was on the boat on the way out. And yeah. then, but then there was a massive fireball that went and crushed him, which we knew was going to happen. We knew he was going to yeah, die. As soon as you start seeing those fireballs. Um, yeah, but to just to go back to the special effects, I think, I, would, I, would, I mean, I've written down a few, well, I haven't written down, but I, in my mind, I can remember uh, <laughs> well that... I thought the special effects were pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, because they, they were quite high paced. There was a lot going on. Like I say, once the volcano erupts, so you, the initial eruption is quite impressive um, as it starts spewing ash into the air. And then obviously the lava and just a general, quite, there's quite a few long shots of the sort of Pompeii Bay area with various bits collapsing. Yeah, and then you get the, the big. Um Tsunami, as you say, there's a tsunami the, the, event. The, he goes, Kit Harrington escapes the gladiator and goes up to rescue Emily because she's been uh, locked. <laughs> what people do, this is the, the problem, what people do during this massive eruption is bizarre. It's yeah. like, I'm sure that the, you know, love, vengeance, duty would all go out the window as soon as, like, lava starts flowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there are Roman soldiers still knocking about garden shit. Yes, yes, yeah. Would you be doing that? No, yeah, I'd be running. And does anyone else find, and I'm, by that I mean you, <laughs> yeah. the um, the relationship between Cassia and Aridian, Aridian? Jessica her, Lucas. Kind of, um, Emily Browning and Jessica Lucas. She's clearly her slave. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there is no doubt about that. Mm. They're not family, because they're clearly, you know, different She's races. her personal assistant, yeah, or she's, slave, yeah, yeah. She's definitely a slave. Yeah. And they try and dress up as being her friend, but she basically is waiting on her hand and foot mm. constantly throughout this film. Mm. And even at the point when, at the end, everything's going to shit, she's still there. I think she would have run away. Yeah, she would have. She dies in quite an impressive CGI fest. Oh, yeah, she gets basically... The, the, the ground just swallows her up, doesn't it? She tries yeah, to she's, escape. she's going off to get her a glass of water or something, because, yeah. you know, that's her job. 
Emily Browning and Kit Harrington wants to run the horse, as you say, are pegging it across pegging it. the fields, and they look behind. Most of the main core characters have died. They're the only two left that we know of. Yeah. And they make a decision to mm. stop running, as you said earlier on. They get off the horse, and they have a loving embrace and a bit of a kiss, and then... The, the, the cloud comes over them maybe they probably wouldn't have made it but they don't oh, I mean, what's the point Do, I mean I suppose they maybe stopped to have a kiss or thought it was just a, a you know um, futile to try and escape <sighs> yes I know I, I, they literally stopped a horse to do this yeah they were on a horse lashing it along yeah and like you'd say even if you thought to yourself I don't think we're going to make this. Yeah. You would keep riding that horse until you didn't make it. Yeah, because the horse would be scared shitless, so it'd be going probably faster than it normally would. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the end of a loving relationship. It's the first time they are intimate with each other in the whole film. Yeah. And and it doesn't, yeah, as you say, it doesn't make sense. It's not a romantic moment. It's not. You're not going to go, ooh, you know what I've finished right now. (laughs) It reminded me a little bit of the ending of... um, Rogue One <laughs> when uh, you've got those two characters or the main two characters and that who no because that will make sense because they aren't going anywhere they know they physically bits. can't yeah they know that they've given the greatest sacrifice they could for the rebellion yeah and they're, they're these people yeah. are just guessing <laughs> they're like I don't think we're going to make it so what should we do I don't know start start heavy petting don't and- don't look out look at me just look at me look into my eyes <laughs> What are we saying ultimately about this film? Have you got any, have you got any other notes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so during the weird... <laughs> this was quite good. This reminded me of uh, Prometheus. There you go. Oh, There's a, a link that you weren't going to fucking realise. Uh, so during the weird gladiator battles versus gladiator where Kit and um, Adaway's government to die, there's like a, a column mm. which they use at various points to... Um, and then um, yeah, the Adaway character realises that it's... Um, Unstable, or it's made of polystyrene, or something. Yeah, so he, he cuts the base off, and then <laughs> so they're, they're fighting like a, numerous other gladiators, and but luckily they're all in a line. <laughs> yeah, I noticed this. <laughs> in a fucking line, right? So he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I've got this rather large column. He's got an axe, which is handy. Axe. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just drop this on them, and he does, and they, they're all like, "Oh shit! <laughs> I wish I'd stood in line. <laughs> I thought I was queuing for tickets for Le Miz. <laughs> the problem I have with this film is that it is an interesting point in history. Mm. You know, it's, it's an, an interesting historic event like the Titanic. World War II. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to name all historic events because we could be here all while. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, 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 the, thing, the problem I have with this film is that it's an historical event of decent note, right? I mean, yeah. the fact is, we still hear about it now. Well, they were always talking about it now, at work? Oh, God, they can't stop. Can't get over that. it. I cannot get over what happened in Pompeii. <laughs> but my point is, is that it didn't need all of the weirdness it didn't need to have a copy of Gladiator tagged to the front of it it needed like Titanic mm. which I'm not a great fan of Titanic but you can see what's happened is that they got an interesting event yeah, yeah. and to get you invested in that event they make you invested in the people that are involved in that event of course 
we did not need a gladiator clone at the start of this film to be invested in this we just needed a story about some people and then this happened yeah it would have been nice to have a a different a different take on it maybe the, a family uh i don't know anything but what we got i think because you're right matthew during the disaster during the the, the eruption throughout the whole thing Kit Harrington and Keith Sutherland are still fighting the yeah. whole way through. Like, there's literally fire raining from the sky, and they decide to, rather than... Like, so had Kit Harrington and Emma Browning just jumped on a horse and fucked off straight away about Keith Sutherland, but yeah, if Keith Sutherland had just gone, let's all just call it a day, and go. get on a horse, and then go... They they would have been fine. You wouldn't, you wouldn't fine. be bothered about ancient old feuds that you have with people. It would just be a case of well, I'm off. That's yeah, it. This this is this is kill more me. important than you know. If the you fact don't kill me, this is yeah. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, so ultimately, I think that it, it, it takes away. It takes away. So this this thing's happening, and like instead of look what looking at the the tragedy of people losing their life, families, kids, everything like everything, cats, dogs, cats, you name dogs. It. I think I saw an ant get it at one oh, point. Oh Jesus! Oh God. During the whole thing, you're just watching this fight, yeah. and it's taking you away from the actual event. If you read this and you like the sound of a love story with juxtaposed over the top of a, a, a horrible tragedy, then you're going to have to go and watch Titanic. Titanic, or even Gladiator. But <laughs> go then, for the big guns. Yeah, but there's no. I suppose there's no. T- Gladiator yeah. and then Titanic, and you basically have watched this film <laughs> well and then watch uh, and, and Volcano uh, oh with John Lee Jones in it oh. yeah what was that other one at the same time with Dante's Peak Dante's Peak with um, James Bond in it yeah Piers Brosnan Piers Brosnan yeah Piers Peak with Piers Brosnan or Tommy Lee Jones in Volcano yeah I mean uh, yeah good disaster movies in their own right it was a massive big spout a spate of uh, pa- or anything uh, with The Rock in it recently yeah San Andreas yeah, yeah, awful, yeah. Actually, don't watch that. Oh, I've seen that's not too bad. Ooh. It's all right. It's The Rock. Yeah, it's The Rock. I mean, it's good. He's good in everything. So sorry, guys. Though, but Pompey is uh, staying in the bunker. Staying in the bunker. And, and Kiefer's Kiefer's Sutherland's accent is staying at the bottom of the bunker. When you imagine, yeah, when you imagine the bunker, the movie bunker. Obviously, we're in it. We know what it looks like. But I would be interested to 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 think. What other people might think the bunker looks your like. your artist impressions. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the bunker. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it a, a. I'll give it away. There's a massive. There's vaults and vaults and vaults, rooms and corridors of of all the critically panned movies. In in, in the it. good thing about it though, Chris, is that they're cheap. So quite a lot of them were on three for two. Yeah. So what we have to do is we have to go into the vault. So we're basically we're given a whoever the overlord is at any given time. We'll say right, you're in vault three, and you need to look at aisle four. So we'll go in and we'll have a look and we'll look, okay, what we've done, and we'll pick one off and we'll go to the room, the special viewing room, and we sit down and we plug it in, usually VHS, well, VHS video, whatever. Disturbingly comfy seats they have in there. They yeah. have to, I think, they have to. And then you stick it, we stick it on, we watch it, we're writing notes. Sometimes, for whatever reason, if we're quarantined from each other because of bad behaviour or whatever, we're in different bunkers. Because he so, sets my bum that one. Yeah, so I might be in bunker number three, or Matthew might be in bunker number two, and there are other people around doing the same sort of similar thing. We'll watch the film, make notes, do a little dictaphone, then we'll come together at the end like we are now uh we're in like the special kind of recording booth um which is basically just a couple of mics on a kitchen table and then we'll do the thing and then <laughs> record it and then one of us will scurry off to the editing room and do that and then basically if it passes the test yes 
basically we've got a little chute you know when you get in supermarkets we send the money up the chute <laughs> yeah so basically we put it in that wrap it up say right got one for you overlord master it'll go up and it'll pop up in the kind of okay yeah. area and then they'll file it in the okay area and if they like it they'll send the pizza down we don't want we never had pizza um, and then at the end of the day we, we, we let out yeah but yeah it's a bit it's a big old thing it's a, it's a, it, when you can look at it it's there's a lot of work goes into this there's a lot of work and then when the guests as well they basically have to phone it in because there's no way they could get them in the bunker because it, it's a lot of stairs for a start there's no lift and the pass you need the pass <laughs> and it's it's a bit damp <laughs> and I don't know about you but we're not giving any danger money or anything so I've, I've started to and get and there's nuts everywhere so people with nut allergies <laughs> and I'm starting to get a bit of a defi- uh, sunlight deficiency so. oh, I'm alright I'm ginger so, uh, yeah, a little bit of a scoop for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Movie Bunker podcast is sponsored by Unity Brewing Co. Unity is a brewery committed to making flavorful, sophisticated, and innovative beer. Their brewing methods combine traditional and modern techniques with a focus on elevating humble ingredients, always unfiltered and unpasteurized. Their beers are natural, flavorful, and vegan friendly. Unity is a six barrel brewery based in Southampton in the UK, and they're proud to be one of the growing number of breweries in the city and play a part in Southampton's booming craft beer scene. They have three beer tiers, that's core, limited and seasonal, and you can check all these out on their online shop. So visit unitybrewingco.com, have a look and place an order. That's unitybrewingco.com. But it is factoid time. Uh, I've got some goofs and some facts. This is the Maffy's favourite part of the podcast. So director Paul W.S. Anderson, who we've established is just Paul Anderson uh, <laughs> said that he was not pleased when a lot of people online said that kicked Harrington's six-pack abs were digitally enhanced and not real after the first deals and trailers for the movie were released. And he reiterated that they were completely real with no makeup or digital enhancement and Harrington actually looked like that for the shooting of those scenes. He was adamant. Bullshit. It's funny though that he says that but the abs were, are clearly shinier. The dirt's gone into the ridges so the they are down. They, they polished the tops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mentioned earlier on but I'll read. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, go on. He's in good shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean cracking shape he wasn't like probably overweight or un- unhealthy to start with no, but so the abs are, are really kind of a I mean, bit I would have to literally draw mine on with an eyebrow pencil <laughs> <laughs> most of Carrie Ann Moss's role was cut from the film we, we talked about earlier on here are some uh, little bit uh, little goofs as they say on the IMDB for you during the eruption scene at several points most notably when the people are fleeing the tsunami the lava bombs was seen coming from the opposite direction to where the volcano was located. You'd think with $80 million, lava bombs. they would probably have got that right in the edit. This review time. So, Matthew, what have you got? I've got a 10 out of 10, because obviously we have to go the opposite way to whatever way we think. If we loved it, we'd have to find someone that didn't. If we hate it, then we have to find someone that 10s out of 10s it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Are my 10s out of 10? 10. 10 out of 10. So this is by um, Hula760. The title. Very satisfying disaster presentation. <laughs> So he's satisfied by that presentation of a disaster. That's the title, right? I've been trying to come up with a good reason as to why Pompeii... Sorry, air quote, Pompeii... It doesn't need to do that. It's literally the title. <laughs> ...should receive something less than a 
10. Okay. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. But after giving much thought, I couldn't come up with anything. There wasn't anything about it I didn't like. You have to have your obligatory love story, which made me obviously feel uncomfortable with my disease. It doesn't like that bit. Um, your love story with intrusions by the villain who wants to ruin everything. So this must be expected. The acting was very decent. The big name stars were not needed to carry it. Though Kiva Salen does play a convincing Roman senator, determined to take our princess heroine back to Rome. <laughs> She's not interested and she has eye for the Celt. Who was? The Celt. Oh, the Celt, sorry. Yeah, I, the, the drew Celt that I kept saying, <laughs> I kept thinking they're going, bring the cunt to me. <laughs> the gladiator, who seems invincible and also determined to claim his love interest. All the while, the famous eruption is building and when all when all breaks loose he's <laughs> missed a thing there um, it's a feast for the eyes the special effects crew deserve special credit for their work on Pomp- Pompeii bunny ears some of the finest effects I've ever seen nothing hokey just a good old fashioned disaster fit that leaves no room for cheesy humour there's no room for humour in there. No, there isn't any humour. It's there dry isn't. as a bone, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking it is dry as. The movie wasn't overly long. We're going at about one hour and 45 minutes. Not about, mate. Exactly. exactly. On the nose. You Juno's it. tit. Juno's tit. <laughs> so things moved along at a good clip. I will not share the ending as you must see all for yourself. I'm thrilled to have this on Blu-ray. He bought it on a fine version. He liked it. He's not. He can't see anything. Any reason why this would be less than a ten? Well, he's a very easily pleased man or woman. Well, I've got one here, um, similar to yours, but completely different. Uh, <laughs> it's ten out of ten. Uh, it's called Chick Flick. Could you do it in Kit Harrington's Northern voice? I'll try. It's by Cat Catkaba. Uh, Catkaba. Kit. Kit Harrington. Ten out of ten. Plot. What plot? And who cares? Story full of romance, drama, fight, blood, flesh and muscle. And yes, we are talking about toned Mr. Kit Harrington, muscle mainly. Although there are other male characters that try to rival, we all know the story about Pompeii. So you can't really expect a happy ending unless you are a real optimist. But watching this movie, you can't help but hope till the last minute that there will be some kind of exception for the happy couple. A miracle is about to happen, as usually does when Hollywood try to rewrite the history. Warning, there might be a few wet tissues by the end of the movie. Oh Jesus, is they talking about Kit Aaron's body again? (laughs) Oh my gossip talking, pass me the tissues, love. (laughs) He finishes with a nuff said. So, Matthew, it's a special time. It's that most wonderful time of the year. Bing bong. So it's not Christmas. When children are crying and dears will be sighing and there again. will be tears. I don't know where to look again. Um, so it's the first. <laughs> you have manic singing at me. So it's the first of April. April Fool's Day! And also, it's the Movie Punk Movie Bunker Anniversary Day. Yes. We're one year old. We're Next one episode. Year old. One year old and 32 episodes in? We'll it will be, be, yeah, by that time. So we're going to do the rewatch. We, we've been talking about this for months. <laughs> so we're going to do... We're going to revisit episode one when we didn't know a clue what we were doing. Didn't have uh, a clue. But it hasn't changed that much, the format. But we're going to do Alienator again. Yeah. Um, and it'll be... 
a fantastic opportunity for you to watch it too. Watch it with us. So we'd love you to watch it. We'll put some links to our social media about where you can find it, all the trivial, and, it, and loads of reminders that this is available to you. Well, it's on Netflix. Is so, it still on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Right. Okay. If it's not, YouTube it, because it would be great if, if, if you could watch it too and let us know what you think. Yeah, and obviously there's a bit more... Uh, it's a bit sad now because uh, wonderful Jean-Michael... Jean, I did that last time. Yeah. Jean-Michael Vincent has passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, it was sad. It was uh, sad. And he was one of the best characters, the best things in this alienator movie. His, yeah. his lack of fucks that were given whilst <laughs> filming and the fact that he was obviously pissed just not yet I've got some very very fond memories of uh, watching this movie I'm looking forward to watching it again so we're going to watch it and we would like you to watch it too so join us on on social media you know where all that is Twitter, Facebook Instagram and we've got an email address as well and uh, if you like what you hear click the uh, the review button and and, uh, leave us a nice five star review and download and subscribe and all that jazz so that's it for the bunker see you next week I guess with an Alienator special See you. Bye.